Y'all ready to get your creative on? Because it's that time again. It's time for another episode of Create or Die. I'm your host, Ike Allred. So, I've done a lot of thinking, a lot of internalizing, a lot of soul searching, if you will, and I've been asking myself some questions like, what's it all for? Why do I do it? Why do I continue to push? Why is it that I have this need to create that is literally unquenchable? Like, I cannot stop creating. I talk to friends, co-workers, who have some outlets that they can just go and do, like play the new Zelda, or, you know, go train for a marathon, or whatever. Now, it's not to say I don't have a life outside of this, but a good portion of my life is spent just creating. It's a good thing. I love it. I enjoy it. I have been blessed or cursed, however you want to look at it, with a a little ailment I call creative ADD, where I find joy in so many different areas of creativity, from illustration to animation to video editing to programming and development, which I know very little about, but I'm interested in it, <laughs> to woodworking, and and the list just goes on and on. And I hear people like Seth Godin and other smart people say, you got to niche down, niche down, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, um, and you, you need to become an expert in that one thing. You can't be all to everyone. And I agree. I agree with that. I just have a hard time putting that into practice myself because I just, I love switching gears, moving from one thing to another. It just excites me. There's nothing better than to open up a new program that you've never used before and maybe watch a couple of primer tutorials to get a feel for what's possible, see some inspiration, and then go and try to make it happen. And then I get so excited about it, I want to share it with others. So I make tutorials. And they're not like, hey, I'm the expert at this thing, so take my advice. It's like, hey, look what I've figured out. Maybe it'll help you, type of stuff. Back to where this all started, the soul searching and the why. And, you know, I don't necessarily have an answer, but I can say that continuing to push myself, create new things, stumble across new characters, new ideas, make money off of something that I'm able to create to help someone else, provide for my family, those are all things that get me jazzed about creating. You know, for a long time now, I've, I've told myself, you know, ever since getting into the creative field, which officially happened back in 
like 2005 so it's been a few years now um, ever since then I've told myself like man I do this for free I don't I don't ever want to retire that being said you know we're not always going to be able to choose whether or not we retire the company you're working for may go under uh, you may get laid off your health may not keep up with you hence my decision to not just rely on my day job you know I'm working to build this create or die brand to be that outlet for me for for the long run you know I can to some degree control my future and, and the fact that I have something to live for and something to continue to push myself against measure myself against I mean in the end we're only in competition with ourselves you know it's it's easy to compare ourselves with others we see these amazing portfolios on Instagram or ArtStation or Behance or 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 and it's easy to get frustrated like I can do that why didn't I think of that or why don't I have this amazing grid of images minor all over the place and some of them are sketches and some of them in my tired delirious state I thought were good when I uploaded it but then the next day realized that maybe it wasn't as good as I thought but as one of my mentors Mr. Don McDonald would always say we're showing it all warts and all and so that's kind of what I subscribe to and so like right now you're seeing the raw unscripted Ike you know the being vulnerable here you know normally I have some kind of outline for these podcasts so that they're coherent and I can slap a fancy title on them and you know what you're gonna get this one this one's not one of those episodes this is this is one of the those uh, kind of self-reflective soul-searching kind of inner dialogue type episodes that maybe echoes some of the things that you might be experiencing I am excited to announce that this hustle this extra side work you know contract work has helped me achieve one of my goals you know I've always said or at least since the creation of this podcast said that it's more about quality time than quantity time with your kids friends family whatever and while I've been working a lot I've successfully attained one of my goals that of purchasing a boat that's right one of them speed boats that you can pull a skier on do some wake surfing and we'll be able to get the whole family on there and I've talked uh, you know an episode or two ago about how much I look forward to spending that quality time with my family all in the same 20 square feet or whatever it is and just get that outlet that I talked about maybe not having as much of uh, because as a father and husband and sole provider of a family a big family 
I don't know if I've mentioned it before on this podcast, but I have nine children and it gets expensive. And so hence, hence the hustle, hence the need to always either be creating or providing for my family in some other way, you know, experiences or teaching moments or just love. So I like to try to find things that we can do together. And boating has manifested itself as one of those things that we're going to do. We're a boating family now. Got that boat on order. It's going to be here early July, and, and you know we're not going to let it uh, not going to let it affect the podcast and and the things that we're doing. But but that's just it. This hustle has afforded me something that my day job alone uh, might not have been able to to do at least not as comfortably so i'm excited about that little little nugget there so shoot for something that you want you know aim for it and you go get you some of that you know work backwards from it like i need to make x amount of money a month to pay for this thing that is going to create amazing experiences for me and my family And that's not to say that you need things to create amazing experiences. Now, on this subject of hustle and being the best that we can be, it brings up maybe a little bit of a pet peeve of mine or an observation, if nothing else. But like I've mentioned in the past, I do a bit of doom scrolling on the the TikTok when I'm otherwise... uh, busy and can't be creating i'll dial up the TikTok. you know like i've said in the past i've trained it to serve up a lot of interesting little tidbits you know knowledge nugs and for the most part those are great and i've my mind's been opened i've been introduced to new thought leaders and and books that have definitely enriched my life but at the same time it seems like I've tapped into this kind of alpha male bro culture of physical fitness nuts who are obviously salespeople, and and some of the things they say just crack me up. Like, uh, you know, when when I see a man who's fit and takes care of himself, it tells me six things immediately about that person that person can do hard things they're not into um, instant gratification they can see things through and i'm i'm just like give me a freaking break you know like sure some of that is true but for the things that really matter at least according to ike you you're not gonna get that from the look of a person you know that they are ripped or go to the gym or part of that bro culture you know you give me someone who's soft around the midsection and losing some hair and they're humble and they're passionate about their craft and for a lot of us creators that just happens to be sitting in front of a computer or 
add an easel or whatever and it's hard to you know dedicate three four hours a day to get super ripped and and hopped up on steroids or or whatever and and intimidate people into giving you that sale do you agree you know is there too much of that like hey bro just wake up at 3 a.m hit the gym for four hours you know deny yourself any food whatsoever and be pissed and it's okay to belittle people who aren't in perfect shape or aren't super athletic in their 40s or whatever i mean i i I played the sports i did did that stuff i was in good shape at one time but now you know i'm sacrificing that time that that i look at is kind of selfish you know especially in a position like mine where i've got this large family and again like i said sole provider for and if i'm gonna say hey wife i need to go spend some more time at the gym so you got the kids right okay see ya and i'm gonna do that every single day it's just not it's not right so that's that's not to give myself excuses for not being healthier you know i need to eat better I I need to drink more water. I need to take a walk at lunch during, you know, the workday so that it doesn't affect my, um, my family time or my creative time where I'm working to provide for my family or build this brand. But anyways, you know, going off on a, on a tangent there, but I'm just curious, am I the only one who, who gets a little fed up of, you know, this, what's his name, Michael Goggins and, and all these other bros who say there's no excuse, you can go to the gym, F and go to the gym or whatever. Come on, there's more to life. And not everybody needs to be a salesperson to be successful. You know, or at least that type of a salesperson. The type of salesperson that I try to be. Someone who's relatable, approachable, big soft teddy bear type of guy. And someone whose work backs up the ROI and gives you a reason to want to buy what it is I'm selling. So yeah, you know, let let the quality work do the talking, not your smart ass mouth right because you've got it all figured out and you've you know hit the gym harder than anyone else and you know all of the sports references so that you can talk to anybody and you know sell snow to an Eskimo like that's some kind of accomplishment it's like okay so you essentially you're screwing people and you're proud of that all right, if that's how you want to be remembered, you know. I'd rather be remembered as someone who was kind and genuine and relatable and created stuff that other people can relate to or leverage to help them improve their life, improve their business improve their brand however you want to slice it slice it or dice it 
that's what I'm talking about. So again, tell me, you know, drop me some comments. Tell me that, hey, quit being fat and just go to the gym. <laughs> you know, am I am I wrong here? Just saying, I think we've got our priorities a little screwed up. I could get I could get political if you want, but it's not that kind of podcast where. You know, I'm just I'm just concerned that the world is a little too divisive, a little too judgmental, a little too hey, if you don't do things the way I do them, then you're you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So that's all we're gonna say about that. Okay. So on to the next subject, the next thing that I've been talking to myself about in my brain space. Okay, and one of those things, the next thing, is around quality, producing amazing stuff, and and how do you do that? In the last episode, I talked about my creative process, and good, amazing stuff can be attained through that process, or others, but it also is just about getting things done, and done is better than perfect, I say a, a, a lot. And I don't, you know, I didn't coin that by any means. But in this world of commercial art, and especially if you're burning the midnight oil at a job that maybe feels a little thankless, you know, other people might, you, you might feel, get the credit for some of the successes or, or creative is just an afterthought. And I'm not speaking from experience. I'm not, <laughs> I'm just saying that when you're, burnt out or creating just becomes a job or a thing you do, then it's hard to want to push it farther or think outside of the box. Because we all, at least I think so, we all have these solutions for different design problems that come up. You know, this specific layout that we do for a display ad or a hero section of a website or a pose for a character whatever it might be and we have a tendency to lean hard on those and just phone in the project and if you haven't heard that term phoning it in before which some of my gen c friends out there may not have <laughs> essentially means that you're not giving the project the attention that it deserves to the point where you're getting there in person you know, elbows deep doing it. Instead, you're just phoning it in. You're just calling it in saying, okay, just do this, do that. And and we've done this before. We've, we've ridden that pony, as I like to say. So I struggle with that sometimes. I, I would imagine we all do. Tell me if, if I'm wrong. You know, maybe you're able to bust some amazing thing out every time, you know, mouse cursor touches the canvas. I don't know. And so how do we how do we know if we push something far enough? Now, obviously we have time limits, we have budget constraints, uh, all of these different things that we have to juggle or work within. And we also have to have a life. And maybe you do want to go to the gym. I don't know. But which I do, I just don't, you know. I got other priorities all right I keep I keep going back to that I apologize so what are some things that I do to help break out of that mold of things are being phoned in or 
I'm just going with my go-to solution for whatever design problem. You know, maybe it's I always use a specific font or I lay out my titles one of three different ways and I don't give enough thought to the brand and the audience and whether or not what I'm creating helps reinforce that or even worse um, undermine the brand because you're doing something that is definitely off-brand so here are some things that I do so for one I think it's good to at least for me personally and now now if you're not if you don't have the ability to draw or sketch maybe this won't work for you but when I'm trying to approach something new rather than jump directly into Illustrator or Figma or Photoshop even and start laying out this design instead you know go to pencil and paper or iPad and Apple pencil or something where you're you don't have those clean pixel perfect tools to use that, that will distract you from just being open to what this could be and looking at it from multiple different angles. A lot of times we're too concerned with making things perfect or it takes a certain amount of time to line up your boxes and find the right font and the right size and color and it just kind of eats away at your ability to be creative. Now that's not to say it can't happen, I just find that it's more successful for me and, and I'm not the first to, to come up with this or to proclaim this. Get analog first and I, and I call drawing on the iPad analog as well so that works. But do yourself a bunch of thumbnails, you know, scribble. Sometimes some happy accident happens and you're like, what if we did turn the title in 3D space or, you know, I like the sketchiness of what's going on here and I wasn't intending to do something that felt grungy or had some organic movement to it, but hey, let's try it. And that opened my mind to it, okay? So, so sketching, thumbnailing first can help. Number two on the list would be get yourself some inspiration. You know, I think I've said in the past that Pinterest is my go-to. Like, I'm constantly scrolling through the Pinterest feed or when, I, when I'm looking for inspiration on page layout or whatever, you know, do a search, save those to a board, pin it, and you know, for website inspiration, for example, I've got, you know, like 600 pins in there. You know, I've got one for illustration, I've got one for graphic design, I've got one for package design, which is kind of a part of graphic design. So, it's, yeah, gotta be inspired. And it's not to say that you're going to copy something. I may be pulling from a dozen different concepts and then adding something new. Or if you're working with an established brand, then 
you're asking yourself like, okay, that's cool, but how could I apply that to this brand I'm working with? Like in this inspiration piece, there are these different modules that are laid out in a box as boxes, but the brand that I'm working with, you know, uses hexagons as a big uh, design element. And so what if I use hexagons for those boxes? So that's, that's a pretty simple example, but you get the idea. And then number three technique that I like to use and this, and a lot of times I'm using all, all of these in one project. But let's say, let's use, uh, I don't know, 3D, for example. So, you know, you've sculpted this character in ZBrush, you've retopologized it, you've brought it into Cinema 4D or Blender, you're starting to add textures that feel like cloth, you know, a little, you, you want to add imperfections, you want to make it feel alive. You know, have one of those Frankenstein moments. It's alive! No, that was horrible. That was horrible. I apologize. But, you know what I'm saying. And to just do that, like 99% of the things I create in uh, 3D, you know, I've first gotten analog with it and done some type of sketch. So we've done that. But then we get it to a point where it feels like a digitally created perf perfect object and it can be difficult to believably make something feel dirty and raw and organic and not CG. And so what I'll employ is a little technique I like to call the drawover. So that's where you've pushed it to a pretty good place in and you can do this several draw drawovers. In fact, I recommend it. But you push your model, your your 3D design to a certain place and kind of hitting a wall. Render that out. You take that into Photoshop or into Procreate on the iPad or whatever and paint over or draw over it. And what's nice is you can try things out. Like, well, what if I tried a little bit of facial hair on this character or I drew a quick rip in the character's jersey, or I drew some little flyaways in the in the hair. What does that look like? Or I'm gonna add some tattoos to this character that would take a long time to create clean artwork, and then UV map your 3D object and apply it, and apply all the right textures and blends and materials and whatever. So before you invest the time in doing that, do a draw over, see how it feels. Does And if you're if it's on a different layer, you can toggle the visibility of that layer. Tell yourself like, did, did this plus the image or not? And if it's a not, then erase it or create a new layer on top of that to try a different direction. And you can try those pretty quickly. You know, try some different lighting. I remember a competition I, was a part of back in what was it 2011 so a long time ago it was a moto competition to create an avatar of this popular web series that was going on and 
I created this girl character and just, you know, put my heart and soul into it, worked on it. It was one of those competitions where you had to post in the forum and be real active online to be considered as a qualified applicant because that was part of the whole thing is to grow the community. So I would upload a work in progress image and and say to the whoever was checking out my stuff, this is uh, this isn't perfect, but it's probably as as good as it's gonna get, and I don't know if I'll have the time to push it any further. And and the community was so amazing, and I still just look back so fondly on this experience. But some of my competitors even took my image, did a quick draw over, like, have you thought about doing some rim lighting? I think that would really take this to the next level, and they would do that and upload it in the comments and and I was like oh wow thanks so much you're right that's a great idea I'll go back and sacrifice a little bit more time away from my family to make it that much better and literally this happened three or four times where I was like okay guys I put a lot of time into this and this is probably as good as it's gonna get boom and then they would say so good good job man but if you did this that would that would be the cat's meow they probably didn't use that term, but you can imagine. And long story short, by the grace of the good Lord, I actually won that competition. It was so cool. And was cheered on by these guys who were definitely my seniors in every in every way. Experience, age, wisdom, looks, physique, whatever. As you've seen in recent episodes, I've done different product placements for food or beverage items that no one's asking for, but I did them anyways. And if I had something nearby, I'd do one right now. Okay. Oh, maybe I do. Kroger seltzer water. When you want something sparkly, you get yourself a Kroger. <laughs> so those are, those are my three ways of taking something that is good and making it great. The antithesis to phoning it in. And if I'm using words incorrectly, I appreciate it if you would uh, comment and let me know because we're all trying to help each other out here, okay? We're being real up in here, okay? So there are other ways and I could add to it, you know, one little bonus thing is obviously to share it with other creatives and get their feedback how they think they could Im that you might improve what it is you're working on. And again, not everything you do is gonna be a home run. It's just the reality of it. And don't beat yourself up over that. But on the flip side, don't ever be okay with it either. You know, don't settle for mediocrity. The drive within to create, that it continue to thrive and consume you and with everything that you create make it better push it to the next level i appreciate you hanging in there with me on what's been a little different of an episode like i said unscripted you know i had some ideas in my mind but nothing up on the screen to read or prompt me to to move on to the next thing so if it didn't make sense then i apologize I just want to remind you that that's what you signed up for when you decided to listen or view this podcast. 
you, you signed up for something real, something different. Because I ain't afraid of being different. I obviously am. Like, I just talked against the bro culture, which, you know, people have died for doing in the past. <laughs> Anyways, I appreciate you hanging in there with me. Remember to check out the website, creatordie.net. You know, tell your friends, tell your family. Let's get the word out. Let's continue to help people become more creative and less fearful of what other people think. Until next time, my friends, keep on creating. Create or die.